From the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. What's up, guys? Eric Gray here. Eight days away from the spring game. Beautiful stadium. I want y'all to come out and pack the palace. Eight days away. Meet you there. Eight days away. Let's see if the weather has changed since we started the show. My guess <laughs> is probably. Nope, same thing. 82 degrees. Oh, it has changed. It has changed. Now it's 86 degrees. Let's go. Windy. Oh. No storm Ooh. threat. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. It's changed wow. since the show started. So how many times will it change between now and Saturday? Oh, uh, there, there'll Saturday. be a there'll be a hurricane uh, <laughs> next Saturday. Well, Eight, a hurricane on Monday and then canceled on Tuesday. Eighty six and windy and no storms. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that deal. Are you kidding me? Yeah, most of next. Well, I guess not most of next week, but. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in the 80s. Oh, hell, I think that win might be good for Dylan Gabriel. They got to play in Lubbock this year. Just gets him some practice against the wind. <laughs> it is true. It is true. I don't know what the wind is like in Hawaii, and I don't know what it's like in Central Florida, but I know it blows relentlessly here miserably relentlessly this is the uh, windiest time of the year well that's fine i i can deal with a little wind that's okay but 86 and no storms yes please let's go yeah yeah windy and 86 is different than windy and 48 yeah okay it's going to be an overreaction one way or i don't don't know i don't think that there's going to be an overreaction that dylan gabriel sucks if it goes bad on saturday it'll just be well i mean baker and kyler played poor too it'll be just fine it's a good sign but if he looks really good uh like what do you think most fans think now about dylan gabriel going into the season do you think the common belief is that he's going to be the best quarterback in the big 12 by most fans best quarterback to in the big 12 and an outside shot to make it to new york for the heisman um I I think probably the expectation is to be the best quarterback in the Big 12, and anything above that is just hoping and guessing. Okay, well that that's that's we're right around it somewhere if we're not you know right on it. Uh, if he if he comes out if the deep ball looks good, that's the number one thing. If he throws the deep ball a few times and uh, it hits. Buddy, the expectations of Dylan Gabriel's season are going to uh, to, to ride. That's going to be probably the big overreaction next Saturday. If well, he looks good and sharp and he's hitting on the deep ball, then woo! One man's fun is another's hell. Are you willing to sit through the our secondary is awful takes if we hit some good deep balls? 100%, man. You're willing One, to do that? Oh, okay. I will live in that world in the offseason. I'll, I'll live there. All right. All right. Well, those are coming. You know that they're coming, right? Well, we got a quarterback, but our secondary is still terrible. Well, just that's part of it. You win some, you lose some. Uh, I'm anxious to see like defensively. I 
I just want to see some good solid tackling, and I think we will. From what like the the practices that I've attended, I I didn't see any massive, um, any massive like tackling issues defensively. And I know it's just practice, and I know those things are going to pop up, and it's different in a game. But they were recreating game type situations, and it seemed like the team practiced pretty or uh, tackled pretty well. So, I for me defensively. Open field tackling is the biggest thing that I'm dialed into. I think there's going to be some there'll be some coverage mistakes, and I think it's going to possibly be hard to get to the quarterback. But defensively, that's my thing. Let's see how we look yeah, tackling. I, that isn't surprise. I, I don't feel like they do anything half speed over there right now, especially no. in this first spring. Um, I got to imagine whatever they're doing today, they're they're going full speed. There was a I, I forgot who tweeted this out today from from practice because the media was there today. It was a clip of uh, Ethan Downs. You know, he, he didn't tackle Javante Barnes to the ground, mm-hmm. but he got to Javante Barnes and wrapped him up, and he was, like, running around in the backfield and, like, like showing a ton of energy. It's like, yeah, that didn't surprise me that that's what practice oh, yeah. looks like. Yep. Yep, tough. I saw the I saw a quick video of them doing the W drill again. Yeah, that's that's it was in that drill. Oh, was they it? They were okay. doing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's a good, tough physical drill. I like it. Um I don't know, man. It's hard to know really what the expectations are. I I think that I think Gabriel will be solid. I don't know that you're going to have any. There may be some wow moments, you know. And here's the other thing: is I don't even know necessarily what the format's going to be. Yeah, they haven't announced that. Normally, we know by now, right? Eight days out, if it's going to be just offense versus defense like it was last year or split up two teams, you got a preference on it? I would prefer if the coaching staff, maybe offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, drafted teams. That would be cool. Is that Li- what? Live draft, live like draft, right, right before it starts. Actually, yeah. that would take a while to draft that entire team, but uh, some sort of a live draft that'd be legit. We would not overreact <laughs> at all to the uh, order that the players were drafted. Oh, Lebby didn't even take Gabriel. Hell, he didn't like Wanye Morris, thirty seventh overall. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think that would be really cool. Uh, as far as like, if you draft teams, you don't have to pick any crazy scoring situation, right? Let the coaches draft teams, and you play it straight up. Let's go to the winner, go the spoils. Someone is complaining on the text line right now. Let's get to the bottom of this, okay. dude. I just reached for my phone to restart the app because you opened with that dang song out of the break. If need be, I will gather all affected listeners. And we will alternate blank punching you if you don't stop it. So I'm going to guess that this person has the iHeart app. And because we get that complaint a lot. That, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that song plays all the time. Okay. Just download this, the Sports Talk 1400 app and that won't happen. Instead, yep. you'll still be, uh, you'll still be uh, head bobbing because uh, what we play? Rage Against the Machine was out yes. of the break. Yeah, we came in with Rage Against Unless the Machine. Unless you hate Rage Against the Machine, which I don't understand. Here's here's the situation. Like uh, the two different signals play different commercial breaks, and unfortunately, the timing is still a little off. But hopefully, that gets uh, fixed quickly. So, like 
what you're hearing on that app doesn't necessarily re- reflect what's coming in and out of break here. So it's not even not necessarily, it doesn't reflect what's what's being played here. So yes, download the Sports Talk 1400 app, search Sports Talk 1400 in the app store. Yeah, I legit don't play that song ever on this show anymore just because I know it triggers people. <laughs> you're all wrong. <laughs> like I can't listen to it anymore either. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Touch, peel, and stand. Is that is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. The funny thing is, I did. I guess they don't even. I I, I wonder I how no, that song was picked. I, I, I have no <laughs> idea. It's pretty random, but kind of hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. I wish we could uh, magically snap our fingers and fix that issue, but trust me, we are not playing that in and out of every break. Yeah. No. Um, let's do maybe a little, I don't know if we'll do worst case. Uh, well, we can do that. Best case, worst case scenario for each position. Okay. Like quarterback, like this year, like what's the absolute best case scenario in terms of like how the depth charts sorts out? It's gotta be Gabriel is your number one guy. He looks legit all year long and your true freshman quarterback ends up looking like a legitimate backup option, Right. Yeah. Nick Evers looks like a clear number two. There's a lot of separation between him and everyone else. Yep. I think that's, I think that would be best case, but I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, I don't think Evers is, uh, he, he's, he's young. He is small. He needs to, he needs to put on some weight. He needs to catch up mentally, physically. Which is no problem. I, you know, that I totally expect that of a freshman, and I think that is, like, we don't want him playing this year. I, that's one of the last things we want is Nick Evers out there on the field. Um, I, I most likely scenario is probably going to be that Rutgers your backup unless they they find someone in the transfer portal. Um, but I've even I've I saw Micah Bowens a couple of times out there, and I've, I kind of like what I've seen from him at times. So. Um, I don't know. That That is the really, really big question around this team is backup quarterback, which, you know, hopefully it never comes to that. But if, if as of right now, if we were halfway through the season, we had an injury at quarterback, we – That's worst case trouble. scenario. That literally yeah. is worst case scenario for the position. It's worst case scenario for this team. Like we're all pretty optimistic about this year. But my optimism level would go down pretty significantly if that were to happen. Right. We would be having uh, much different conversations. And that would be, like, knock on wood, I mean, that'd be a huge bummer because you do have a lot of optimism for year one, man. Right. Um, worst case scenario is just that for quarterback, like you mentioned. Uh, running back, is it for Eric Gray to be the number one guy and Javante Barnes to be number two? Or is it just Javante Barnes is the best running back and – he takes over as a true freshman. What's best case scenario for the backs this year? Best case scenario for the backs is that Eric Gray is your all-around back. Um, excellent out of the backfield. Excellent in the running game. Uh, major is your um, your thumper, your short yardage, your goal line, your uh, closer, your four-minute offense closer, and Barnes. Picks up carries and gets better, better, better throughout the season and is ready to take over as your lead back the next year. Worst case scenario is Marcus Major doesn't have the offseason that we're hoping that he has. 
Javante Barnes does not continue to progress and Eric Gray looks similar as to what he did last year. Really, worst-case scenario for the running backs, honestly, is the offensive line. It's not any better than they were a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, as of right now, now don't forget that we still get the Salchuk kid coming in true. over the summer, and I don't know how he's going to factor in, if he factors in, but he's another excellent back as well. Best case scenario for the wide receivers, uh, Marvin Mims looks like a first-round draft pick, and Jaleel Farouk looks like the dude that we saw in the Alamo Bowl last year, and then um, some. Yeah, I think – I think best case scenario is that like Mims, you you get excellent play from him, but I I got a feeling Farouk has the potential to be a superstar. And the other factor that I would add in there is one of the young kids, whether it's Anderson or um, oh, Jane Gibson or Gibson, come on and turn into contributors as well because. I would really like if we had uh, Mims, Farouk, Stoops, and then a a tall six three six five wideout. You've got four different guys that do different things, and you know it's it's like a basketball team out there, which is kind of what you want. Okay. You know, everyone has a little bit different uh, skill. And it works out great. I think that would be best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario for the wide receivers is, I, I mean, I, I guess going back a little bit to the to the offensive line, you can't beat a rush three, drop eight again, and the deep ball is completely taken out of your hands. Well, yeah, the worst thing for the wide receiving core is that we can't run the ball successfully. You know, if, if we have as good of a run game as I'm hoping we have, I think that I think that the wide receivers are going to have a field day out there off of play action and, and stuff like that. Text line, I'm all in on Marcus Major and have been for the last few years. He just hasn't been given a shot, in my opinion. Well, that most of that, all of that was his fault last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been given a shot, you know, but you got to take care of business off the field. So it sounds to me like, They've challenged him, he's accepted the challenge, and he's kind of thriving in the new environment. Is the quarterback gap due to knowledge of the offense or talent? Gabriel should be way ahead in knowledge of the offense. Both, knowledge and talent. I like Micah Bowens. I think you have a strong quarterback run game with him. Would be a nice changeup if Levy would create that package. He moves really well. He's kind of a... Like his his body type is similar to Kyler, where he's shorter, smaller, but he's got a thick build to him. You know what I'm saying? Um, now he doesn't run like Kyler. I don't know that anyone uh, ever has or ever will. But um, I I like what I've seen from him too. I just I don't know how consistent he's been in practice for them. Someone just sent us a quote from BV. We're gonna split the teams up. We're going to split them up and have a draft and go true red-white. Kind of dummy down the game somewhat because we'll take our two best guards and we'll put them on opposite teams and we'll take our two best tight ends and split them up. We'll be doing that kind of format just so you'll know. All right, cool. Nice. Nice. Good. Um, so it should be a – you should end up having a fairly balanced competition out there. We'll see what the right. 
the team that gets Dylan Gabriel is going to be the team that wins. <laughs> Seriously, man. Right. Uh, that that that's really it. Maybe they'll do like some trades the week of. Yeah. Like uh, the white team will give Marvin Mims, Jaleel Farouk, Jalen Redman, Key Lawrence, and Danny Stutzman for Dylan Gabriel. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you'd take that trade. Right. No. No. I'm. Uh, I'm with you. I'm. I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a cool format. It looks like as of right now. Um, Weather's going to be good. Weather's going to be good. Man, I'm taking some crap for playing a 90s P.O.D. song earlier. Uh, really? Yeah. Alive. What P.O.D.? Alive is what I played. Huh. Okay. I, it's not the most favorite song I've played today, but I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah. Come on, there's worse songs you could play. Um, sometimes it happens too. We'll play some pretty bad songs on. Yeah, here. Uh, Teddy's most hated songs is the oh gosh, what's that? Goo Goo uh, Dolls. Name by Goo Goo Dolls because your sister played it every single morning. But mm-hmm. what's the other one from like the how what what decade was that? Hey, hey. Oh god, it's like sixties, <laughs> like early sixties. What is the name of that song? Oh come, my god, come and get your love. Yes. Yes, come and get your love. Oh, Teddy Redbone. Teddy hates Redbone. that one. <laughs> hate that song. Uh, I see the text on here. What about the Darby kid? I like Darby a lot. I think he's got some good tools to him. Uh, he's fast. He's athletic. He's got some nice size. Uh, here's the thing about the wide receivers, man. They've got a really nice group of guys. I think there's a really solid group there. And again, there's there's guys that do a bunch of different things that you know they. We didn't even mention Theo Weiss, right? Yeah. Theo Weiss is a is a bigger guy. There's there's kind of a full spectrum of wide receivers that uh, run differently, have different size and skill set, which is ultimately what you want. Some of these guys are, you know, I mean, it come down to a numbers game. I, I don't have doubt, uh, any doubt that they have talent with the wide receivers, but some guys are really going to fall back to the pack or, or not emerge as much as we're thinking. I, I hope that Theo Weese isn't one of those guys. I find myself really rooting for him, but um, he's kind of in that group, I feel like. I feel like Mims is pretty secure in what his role is going to be, for the most part, and I feel like Farouk is there too. Everyone yeah. else, it's kind of a crapshoot on, well, on who's going to you know really get a, a lot of catches. I see someone on here uh, is texting that the Razorbacks spring game is free admission. You should go. All right, you should go. It's free. It'll apparently, be fun. Apparently, they're going to be a top 15 team next year. Go catch the Razorbacks. <laughs> Traveling from Tahlequah to Tulsa is so much better with the Ref app versus being forced to listen to the sports animal. Thank you. Yeah, I. you are welcome. And you could, if you'd like, flip over and listen to some NBA talk. All NBA talk. Uh, Draft lottery. Who's going to have the most ping pong balls? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call us. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships or visit FowlerAuto.com to see the Fowler standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. That is what drives us every day. Fowler Auto Group, a proud partner of OU Athletics. At Riverwind, we put our hearts into everything we do. Our promise is simple. We're the best. Okay, and then we start off on the right foot, not like I dated four or five women, and all of a sudden we feel in some kind of way. 
you know, is somebody going to actually show up on November 30th? Be honest. Is it odd at all to hear your former position coach say, feeling some type of way? Uh, is that like a new... I, it's newer. It's been around for a while. And we're feeling some type of way. Yeah, I don't know. You I, marry me, you say yes, and we get married, okay? And then we start off on the right foot. Not like I dated four or five women, and all of a sudden we feel in some kind of way. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It. I guess I wouldn't have even picked up on that. I don't. Now that you mention it, I don't even know what it means, I guess. Feeling some type of way? Yeah. Well, you can Urban Dictionary it or, or okay. something. I'm sure you'll. You'll figure it out. I asked you about OU Cruton to start off hour number one today, yeah. and uh, you uh, you feel pretty good about it. Uh, I'll, you, to me, it sounds like you feel good about it because they feel good about it. Now, your question was, would they you mm. know, actively be saying that they're not getting in on the guys that they want to get in, but at least that's the tone that I thought, is that you, you think that they're pretty happy up to this point, the, the reception they've received? Yeah. I think so, but I feel good about it because I don't think it's going to matter. That's why I feel good about it. Recruiting's not going to matter? It's going to matter far less than it has in a long time. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, explain that one, please. Well, I... I believe that they are going to develop a bunch of really good players. And the culture is going to be really good. And when the culture is really good and the development is really good, the players end up being really good. And it really doesn't matter where they were ranked in, in recruiting, if that makes sense. I think the the talent level of player coming in is going to be um, good. Uh, I think it's going to be more balanced across the the roster, offense, defense than it's been in the past. And I think they're going to continue to get uh, you know some some high level guys. But I I think the development is going to end up being the crucial factor here, and development and culture. Okay, I mean, they're they're still gonna have to, they're still gonna have to pull in some pretty big time recruits to to win a championship. Though, I mean, you do agree with that, correct? Um, I mean, they can't yeah, load somewhat. up. On, I mean, they can't load up on three stars and win a no, title. No, and they're not going to. I mean, but if you want to say they don't have to have the number one overall class, okay. But no. I think that they have to be recruiting at a high level. Yeah, i I think they I think they will. I, you know, I think it was evidenced by what we saw the way last year's class closed I think you're going to see similar or or better type of recruiting here in the future I I I mean it's obviously a big deal you have to get good players but I think the evaluation process on the front end is going to be better I think the development and discipline on the back end is going to be better and that's why I say it's like I think everyone's going to be falling all over themselves to to see if we can get like the number one recruiting class, and I don't necessarily think that's what it's going to have to take. Okay, so when you initially said that, I was like, 
And I'm not uh, still not so sure that we're, you know, just on the same page on that. But to your point, Clemson was able to break through, win two national championships, beat Alabama twice in those games. And I think Alabama, I don't know if they've ever had a higher recruiting class than Alabama in the previous 10 years. So there is proof, I mean, with this guy, that they had good recruiting classes, but they never had a number one. They never really had a top three recruiting class when they broke through and won a couple titles. Great teams make great players. Great teams make great players. If you have a great team, there's going to be great players on there that are going to end up um, you know that that are going to end up uh, doing really good things. Okay, that's going to happen. Like Alabama's recruited really well, but they also develop really well. I mean, same thing with Georgia, same thing with Clemson. I mean, just getting big time players on. On, on campus isn't the end-all, be-all. There's got to be a great culture and great development there. And like, at 18 years old, like, there's some guys, even at Alabama, that are five stars that are coming out that never touched the field at Alabama. Sure. Never. Right? And, and that's, it's the Ka- same Kamar place Wheaton. everywhere. Kamar Wheaton was one of them, a guy that yeah. OU fans, we all really wanted. There's, there's a... 18 years old is not the finish line. There's a bunch of really good players out there that are not five stars at 18. They're five stars at 20 and 21 because they've been in a good program that develops them and pulls that out of them. So, okay, but on that point, and that's fine, then if OU's going to break through and win one, they need a team where they've got a ton of starts, a ton of experience, there's yeah. not freshmen and sophomores all over the field. Man, this is a group of guys where they've got three- and four-year starters yep. playing football. That's okay. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, like Ethan Downs, was he was probably a four-star, right? Uh, Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, four-star. So. And right now, he's, he's continuing to get better. He's only going to be a, a true sophomore. But if he keeps developing – I mean, he's got exceptional size. He's got an exceptional motor. He's a he's a good kid that will do absolutely anything they ask him to do. As he develops technique and and you know broadens his tools and has experience, and the game slows down for him, and he gets like a high level of confidence out there. He's going to be playing like a five star and has a chance to outplay. Any five star D lineman defensive end that was in the class that he was sure. he was with. So uh, same thing stays the same, by the way, as we talked four years ago. OU's gonna have to have the best quarterback in the in the thing, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, at least on the level, you know, you you last year's kind of uh was a weird year, but on most years you got two, three, sometimes even four quarterbacks that are all on that like a next level, sure. right? And who's the best between those four? Gosh, how do you even – how do you end up defining that? Text line says, maybe Teddy has a point. I can't say for sure. But when looking at the national championship team, did they have the lowest recruit ranking in the past 22 years? 
OU's national championship team? Um, like in terms of collection of athletes and what they were, you know, rated as coming out of high school. I mean, maybe. It ain't maybe. There's there's no. I guess the, doubt. the only exception I was thinking was Auburn's 2010, but I'm sure Auburn had a couple really nice recruiting classes in there. Well, uh, Cam Newton was probably the highest recruit. He was JUCO kid, but yeah. Which I'm sure he went to JUCO for a reason. It wasn't because of lack of talent or yeah. offers, right? Well, he stole a computer while he was at Florida. So right. I'd, so um, there's no doubt about it. There were walk-on starters on that team. Um, yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind that that was the the lowest. Now there were some obviously some great players, but culture development, man. Um, players more often than not like turn into a five star than they are a five star at eighteen. If if that makes any sense, and sometimes you get like a high level guy that is just legit and goes to a great place with great culture and great development. I mean, ultimately, that's what you want. And I think Oklahoma's going to get to that point. But we are not going to out-recruit Alabama, Georgia, A&M, like, those typical highly recruiting schools. We're not going to out-recruit them for a while. We don't have as good of facilities we're the furthest away from where the majority of those players are coming from. So it's going to take some time for us to be able to, to match the, that, that type of roster. Uh, in the meantime, it's all about culture and development. I guess I totally missed this yesterday. Uh, the Baker Mayfield appearance on the YNK podcast. Yeah. We were all concerned about his comments toward the Browns. I guess he was asked about Muleshoe oh, on there. really? Yeah, I'm reading a... Um, uh, Excerpt? 24-7 sports article, yeah, that has that. So here's what he said, quote, he starts off by saying, that whole process of learning from Josh Heupel in 2014, just a completely different coach, real harsh, like military kind of, and then Lincoln comes in more laid back, more like, okay, he's going to make whatever your strengths are, he's going to try and really, really use those. Well, first off, Josh Heupel was a military kind of offensive coordinator. I did not know that. Well, he was he's he's hard and brutal on his guys. You got to remember who how he was coached and how pretty much like he was under Kevin Wilson when Kevin Wilson was here. That's how Kevin brutal. Wilson coached. So, I mean, he was just kind of like into that same Mindset, I guess. Baker says, so just different types of coaching, but the timing of that was perfect. There's no other way I would have made it to where I'm at right now if he wouldn't have come in when he did. End quote on that. Then he picks up uh, about, you know, leave uh, uh, Muleshoe leaving and all that. Quote, oh yeah, he knows the impact he had on me. We're really close. I mean, he's out in Southern California now, USC. He's the head coach now. And then Oklahoma brought back one of their old coaches, a defensive guy, which, I mean, it's honestly going to be good for both schools, and that's what it is. But the timing of all that, I'm really thankful because the players that I was with, too, just some absolute dogs, but my best friends, too. I mean, it's a good group. Hmm. So remains complimentary of Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Um, says that the move is going to help both schools. So... There you go, playing it right down the line, which is kind of how I would expect that to be played, honestly, if you're him. 
Yeah, I mean, in his instance, he really did do a lot for his career, man. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, Baker, I, that move helped him a ton, obviously. And like, I, did it help Kyler Murray? Did Lincoln Riley help Kyler Murray? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think there's there's a lot to that too. But I also feel like Kyler Murray would have been Kyler Murray no matter where he went, right? As long as, you know, the coach was at least somewhat competent. Yeah. So after reading that, are they are we canceling Baker's uh, statue thing next week? Uh, you think? I think he might get booed now after uh, saying that. Day before, you think there's like, oh, Baker just he had something come up and couldn't make it. Not my Heisman winner. I can hear it coming out of <laughs> Section Twelve now. Hey, come on, man. He's uh, that's how you you should expect him. To play it now, maybe he says something different behind closed doors. I don't know, but if he's close with him, he's probably got you know a different story from Lincoln. Maybe sure, sure. You know, never listen to a more believable host than Teddy Blank the Animal. <laughs> you think that now? If we ever talk about Lady Gaga again, you're gonna you're gonna change your tune on that opinion. What? I, I'm just, what do you want me to say? Best singer, songwriter, performer of this generation. See what I mean, guys? Told you. Well, offer someone that's better. I mean, I can offer a lot that's better, but we should just go ahead and take a break and get to the other side here. You can't offer Garth anyone. Garth Brooks is better than she is. How about well, that? Okay, but it, that's a different genre. Okay. Well, you maybe didn't say I should genre. Maybe I should classify it yeah. as kind of like pop or Bradley Cooper's more talented than she is. We all saw that oh, in the stars. Give Lauren. me a break. It's pretty obvious to everyone. If she didn't pull the best out of that Neanderthal, I don't know what did. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. This hour of the rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and Hotel. Over twenty seven hundred electronic games. 30 game tables, a 24-7 poker room, and the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman on Highway 9 and I-35. Nice umbrella, Brad. Are you expecting some rain? Well, it could rain any time here at Seth Wadley Buick GMC in Pauls Valley. <laughs> Why's that, Brad? It looks kind of sunny. It's because I'm going to make it rain with money I'm giving for people's trades. Ah, I get it. Making it rain with money. Oklahoma, we will give you over market value for your trade, even if you don't buy a car or truck from us. Well, what about new and used cars and trucks? We carry millions in inventory, new and used. We are your new and used truck team because we keep our lot packed for selection it doesn't matter the brand or trim gas or diesel we have it that's right brad plus go to seth wadley gmc to build your new buick or gmc your way and order it today and here's the best part tell them seth that's my promise of oil changes and engines for life on newer use gas or diesel at no additional cost to you we are seth wadley buick gmc the store with more i-35 exit 72 in paul's valley or click sethwadleygmc.com gmc we are professional grade Get your golf fix on the ref every Saturday from 10 to noon with three tremendous slouches. Don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch. It's the ref's newest show, The Gimme Zone. Matt Reynolds, Josh Helmer, and Brian Vineyard bring you all the latest golf news. 
interviews from local pros, tour pros, college coaches and players, and the latest high school golf scene news. It's not your ordinary golf show. These guys have no layup. They'll bring it every Saturday. The Gimme Zone from 10 to noon on The Ref. Planting season is sprung, and if the crops aren't in the ground, you'd better check out our full line of Kubota tractors and Land Pride implements. With convenient locations, Great Plains Kubota makes owning a Kubota easy with great financing options and dependable with our exceptional service after the sale. When you want more than just a Kubota, you'll need the brand that serves. Great Plains Kubota. Visit gpkubota.com for the location nearest you. That's greatplainskubota.com. Let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. The newest home run queen for the NCAA graces Boyd Street's April cover. Read the behind-the-scenes story on home run number 96 for Jocelyn Allo from the man who called it on air, Chris Plank. Other stories in the April issue include Norman Public Schools Foundation Honors, the return of the Norman Music Festival, Riverwind Casino's Beats and Bites, Tiger Palooza, the Rose Rock Festival, and our Norman Knight in the Spotlight, Randy Gardner. The April issue of Boyd Street is now available in print and online at sportstalk1400.com. Tyler McComas here, and if you're looking for a place to enjoy Easter weekend with your family, Heyday Family Fun is your spot. With family packs for $49.99, to the Revolutions Fun Pack for just $65.99, and the Extravaganza on April 17th, where six golden prize eggs are up for grabs, the place to be is at Heyday in Norman. The fun packs are available from April 15th to April 17th, so make sure to grab you and the family Easter weekend for some fun. Follow them online for the latest updates and specials on Facebook and Instagram. Hey guys, it's TJ from my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits, and when you need the best selection and affordable pricing on your liquor, check out Joe's on the east side of Norman. One thing that makes Joe's so great is their monthly specials, like this month, specials on Maker's Mart Bourbon, Smoking Loon, Glenmorangie Scotch, and Chaucer's Mead. So when you're heading to the lake on the weekend or maybe getting ready to do some outdoor grilling and relaxing, make sure to stop by Joe's, 1330 East Alameda in Norman, or make sure to follow them for all their specials on Facebook. All right, Center Nation. Hey, can't wait to see y'all next season, man. You better be ready. Okay, the best is yet to come. Thank you to the Air Cover Solutions text line for arising to the occasion after the tail end of last segment. What the actual blank in hell? Lady Gaga? Good grief, Teddy. <laughs> this one says, I would rather hear Jeremiah Hall sing Dixieland Delight than hear anything by Lady Gaga. Uh, that is not true. That is, that's a joke. This Come one says, on. never heard of the Lady Gaga. Gaw. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate right. that. That's how you shatter all of your built-up... Um, Credibility. Credibility in one statement right there. A lot of spraying games tomorrow. Bama, Arkansas. Well, the free one. I guess it's just a glorified practice is what Arkansas is doing. Georgia, Miami, the Ohio State, 
Florida's was last night. South Carolina's tomorrow. And South Carolina's going under the lights, baby. Wow. How cool is that? How about that? Let's go. Let's get some uh, – what, what do you think we hear about Radler's performance? Uh, that he performs really well. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a good year. I think the spring game, with all the excitement that's there, they're going to showcase his arm throwing down the field. I think even Austin Stogner will score a touchdown tomorrow. Huh? Stogkowski? Yeah. I hope he bounces back. It's been tough for him after that that injury-turned-infection for him. I hope he's uh, fully back, ready to go, confident, uh, ready to light it up there. Good player. Yeah, um, I don't. There's no intriguing spring games for me to watch. I I will um, like most of these are on the SEC network or the Big Ten network or the ACC network. I will be interested to see what happens in Columbus tomorrow with um, you know the recent passing of Dwayne Haskins. Oh yeah, and what they do up there. Yeah, is that there? So theirs is tomorrow. Yeah, Ohio State's. Man, is. I I think uh, I think C.J. Stroud. Is, That's who I'm probably going to pick to win the Heisman this year. Yeah, I don't even know who else you'd pick. It's the uh, Bryce Young kids not winning two, right? No. So no, I mean the the only way that he could win two, and I guess these two situations are, I mean, it could happen. He's going to have to have like a Joe Burrow type of season with the numbers. I mean, right. Where his numbers, it's just so Leaves gaudy. no doubt. You leave no doubt. You have no other choice than C.J. Stroud has a couple losses. Um, all the other contenders have. Like, it's just there's no way you can pick anyone else. You don't want to pick him again, but you just have to. Right. You don't have another choice. Yeah. Well, um, and I guess maybe there's a chance that that happens uh, with another year under his belt, but um, I'd, I'd lean towards Stroud. He his it was rough to get started, but not. I mean, it wasn't really that rough as a as a redshirt freshman. He still performed uh, pretty well and just got better and better and better as the season rolled on. So I imagine he's going to have. Huge numbers next year. Yeah. Well, Ohio State quarterbacks have been throwing up massive numbers here recently, as have Alabama and OU quarterbacks. You know, it's the best teams have the best quarterbacks. Now, that was not the case five years ago, but it is the best teams now have the best quarterback. They are not winning on defense alone. Right. The game has dramatically changed. What? Golly. Last year, freshman year, C.J. Stroud threw for 4,400 yards. Uh, 72% completions, 44 touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, text line says, did you guys see the comments from Austin Stogner about the environment at OU leading up to Bedlam? Yeah, we did. And for those that didn't hear it, I'll read it again. Stogner said, quote, it was weird. All the LSU rumors and Coach Riley never addressed them. It became a distraction for that last game at Oklahoma State, but there was nothing about USC until we were all in the meeting. He kept it under wraps. It's hard to believe it all happened in 12 hours, like he said, in quotes. It's not hard to believe. It's impossible to believe, (laughs) and it didn't happen in 12 hours, like he said. Well, very well said. 
Right. God, he's the most believable host on sports radio. <laughs> hey, which, by the way, I want you to click on that text message right there about Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. Gaga. Word out of South no. Carolina is Rattler looks different. <laughs> yeah, that one? Fine. No. Lady Gaga is amazingly talented. While she may be a bit on the weird side, her vocal and musical talent or prowess is undeniable. Hashtag Team Teddy. There you go. See? To those that can look past some some strange behavior there's no doubt the talent is real and it's undeniable there you go well said i'm just glad that brady uh, bradley cooper dumped her and that relationship didn't happen you can do better bradley good for you good for you man hmm. can he do better yeah i mean i think you, he has done better but well i don't know it depends how you determine better you saw the chemistry they had. Come on. You saw well, the performance. She it, she felt the chemistry. It was real to her. Bradley was just acting. Like that that's uh, just all the bit. He was she's just She's not used to that le- high level of acting as a yeah, musician, uh, not an actress. Like she fell for it. She thought it was real and then it got awkward. Bradley was like, "I mean, I was just acting, honestly. I mean, I, I think you're you nice. Did, you I think you're think cool." think that was real, did you? You thought that was real? Ooh, this is awkward. Mm. Good movie. Good movie. Uh, I guess let's take a final timeout. This text says the ball just comes out of Lady Gaga's hands <laughs> differently. <laughs> TBOW listens to Gaga in the shower. Hey, come on, man. Yulshu does his hair to Lady Gaga. Come Golly, on. You guys are awesome. Come on. Sending me into the weekend with a smile. Quick break. We'll wrap the week up next. Stay tuned. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and hotel, over 2,700 electronic games, 30 game tables, a 24-7 poker room, and the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman on Highway 9 and I-35. Hi, this is Monty Markham at Markham's Nursery. It's springtime, a beautiful time to be outdoors with the family planting your trees, shrubs, and flowers. So get out in the garden and breathe some fresh air. It's good for you. Plants, flowers, shrubs, 